When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive into lifestyle. What does it mean? How do you build it? And why is lifestyle so important to you and to women? We have Greg, the lifestyle guru in studio today, telling us all the answers to these questions coming up now. in the entire world here with Marty Kinras, the entire world. <laughs> owner of WingGirlMethod.com, and we have a voice of man slash guest for the show, Greg C., who's a lifestyle expert, right? Yeah, Did I say great. that right? Okay, cool. <laughs> thanks for coming. Oh, great. Thanks for having me. So I, I'm letting Marty take it from here because I really don't know what we're talking about today. Okay. Well, I, every single time you're like, I don't know what we're talking about. No, we're talking no, about dating. No, no, we, no. No, I'm just joking. We're talking about lifestyle. I usually know in advance at least yeah. what we're talking about. We're talking about lifestyle and social circles because um, that is Greg's specialty. That's one of my favorite I things actually, in the world to talk about. Yeah. yeah, I did an interview with you. It's one of my favorite things Probably, to not ever be involved yeah. in ever as a yeah. social circle. <laughs> like, I like sitting at home. I do. <laughs> eating biscuits. Um, like five years ago, I did an interview with you about building social circles yeah. for the social circle yep. blueprint. That's what that I did. That was actually one of my f- most fun interviews ever. That really? Was, yeah, because it was one of either the second or third interview that I ever did. So he's like, I hadn't done any other ones. That's why I liked it the best. But even with that, I was just like, this was so much fun. Yeah, and then I'm fun. When we put the uh, the tapes out, all the guys on all my readers at the time were like, this is a great interview. This was so much. Yeah, it was really good. You just had a, like I was uh, the few that I'd done before. I was like, oh, this is so mechanical, and I just, and I was like, this is a breath of fresh air. Look how much oh, fun this is. Look at I like that. Well, I want I want to continue talking about that topic because that's Perfect. your area of expertise. But first, I wanted to talk about two words that I learned today, and it's because um, the episode for Laurel House went out this morning, and I had somebody write this back to me. Can you please tell me why, why you talk about females, hypergamy, and Breifalt's Law? What? Is it true that female hypergamy is nothing more than whitewashed prostitution? <laughs> it sounds like female like raping a man. Right. Wait, she that, committed hypergamy. But that's what I thought, I thought that was. That's actually what I thought it was, like something that horrible. And so I looked it up. So hypergamy is the action of marrying a person of a superior uh, caste or class. So it means like marrying up or mm-hmm. only in a certain grouping, mm-hmm. right? Which, I so mean, what's their criteria for superior? How do they? Is that, I don't know because Laurel was talking about she had <laughs> married a lawyer. She would be offended by that, to be honest with you, probably because he doesn't seem that superior to her. Pro- I think exa- she's successful. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, that would be very, very offensive to her because she's not marrying up in any. She's well, marrying. She's even, marrying. I think. She's at. I don't want to position this in a certain way but it, it goes hand in hand with the lifestyle yeah. because that is her yeah. lifestyle that's her, her I saw, world i saw a picture of him they look like the same lifestyle yeah the same person female male yeah they would be in the same circles and it would make sense for them to run into each other yeah. and then the other word 
was Breifalt's Law, which is the female, not the male, determines all the conditions of the animal family. Any agreement where the male provides a current benefit in return for a promise of future association is null and void as soon as the male has provided the benefit. Basically, it's I saying agree the with the boss. that. She was <laughs> she, the boss. Laurel is the boss. Right. She said, like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I want. And he had to be like, okay, sure. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay. But it was just interesting. He's like, why do you guys talk about this? We don't talk about it a lot. No, I know. That's I the thing. Think. I, was I like, mean, I, maybe, maybe we do. Maybe we talk about, um, maybe we talk about women ha- having the standard of what they're looking for, yeah. and then the man has to match it. Maybe we do, and we just don't realize we talk about it yeah, maybe. as much as we but do. But I thought that this would kind of go hand in hand with the lifestyle conversation yeah. that we're going to be having, because I, how important is a man's lifestyle to a woman? Personally, very, 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 yeah. very. I have a friend who... I used to be in love with in college. Uh, America Online had just kind of started and was popular. I would leave away messages for him. Like, like he AOL? would AOL. <laughs> I, I say it all. I say it full because I want to show respect to right. the king of the internet right. at one point. Um, but I, I, I was so in love with this guy. Now, you know, now we're 15 years later and his lifestyle doesn't match mine. I'm not interested in him at all. I'm not. So where is he? He's <laughs> living in my hometown. Yeah. And I mean, he, he's, he's got a job and things like that, but he's not looking to live the way that I'm looking to live, but he's expressed to me now he's in love with me. Really? And I am just not, you know, I'm absolutely not interested because our paths are just going different ways socially. Yeah. I mean, I think from guy's point of view as well, all the issues or problems or obstacles that guys run into in dating, they can kind of be eradicated if you have a really good lifestyle. So if you've got a really good lifestyle, um, some of the stuff that I always used to talk about when um, I was coaching a lot of the guys with this was, you know, if you set your lifestyle up in a way where you don't have to worry about going out and trying to meet new women or going out and trying to find, you know, the girl of your dreams, if you have a lifestyle that kind of has everything you want in it, everything from dating business friendship you can literally do everything you want within your lifestyle and so even at the very beginning that gives you a massive benefit but at the same time it's so much easier and much more comfortable to date when there's people when you have when you meet people that have a similar lifestyle with you because then you're kind of like already vetted in her eyes you know a lot of um especially out here in hollywood like you know, when you're meeting someone new, there is so many variables yeah. that both parties have to think about. But if this person's already in your social circle, this person's already part of your lifestyle, you know, it's almost like they're, pre, they're pre, uh, pre-approved. pre-approved right? And it, so feels, yeah. it, it feels like a puzzle piece in a way. Like they just kind of match and go yeah. together. There's and you understand no each other. Well, let's take a step back for a second because I, I want to dive into what is a lifestyle. What does that mean? That's a good question. Yeah. I have no effing Well, you're idea. the expert, Greg? so let's hear. I mean, it means completely different. It's totally different to every different person. So, um, you know, one person could be their lifestyle is like, you know, I get to travel the world, live on my laptop, uh, make money from anywhere in the world. Another person's life, idea of a great lifestyle is just having somebody on a Friday after work to go out and have a beer with. So it's whatever makes them feel really enthusiastic and excited and getting out of bed excited about life because you know the sad thing is the majority of people are so bored like they're really bored and just kind of miserable and they just go through day by day they're zombies they're zombies they Mm -hmm. go through day by day doing the same thing and they're not happy about that and they can change it but a lot of time it's like the method to change it don't really know so lifestyle is really in, in the way i look at it is like if you could be doing anything right now then 
that's what you should be doing. That's how you should figure out a way to create your life in a way that you can just have the life that you wake up and you're like, yes, this is amazing. I'm just having another day. Everything you need, your lifestyle puts it into you. You have people that like, love, and trust you. Um, you have business opportunities, friends. Everything you'd ever want, you can put in your lifestyle. So that is, it does change from person to person, but engineering your life in a way where you always have whatever you want at your fingertips, that is my the definition of what a good lifestyle looks like. Okay. So how do you start doing that? Let's say you're somebody who works a nine to five job, has limited um, extra income to have some sort of massive, crazy lifestyle, but your dream is to be a little bit adventurous, um, have a whole bunch of friends to go out with and to, I don't even know, but th- th- that's it. That, that could just be it. How, how can you start to accomplish that? If right now you're like, I have a nine to five job, I have no friends and no social life. I'm lonely. How do I make that first step? And I have no money. Um, yeah. I mean, the very first thing you want to do is you want to figure out exactly who you want to be spending your time with and who you want to have in your lifestyle. There's a lot of things that you can do without any money. Um, when I first moved to the States, I didn't have any money and I knew what kind of lifestyle I wanted. So what kind of lifestyle did you want? I wanted the lifestyle where I would be able to travel all the time. I could go to all the cool events. Um, I'm a big party goer, so I loved going to nightclubs, restaurants, sporting events. And I wanted people to be able to go to those events with. You know, I, I'd love to go to the Lakers game, but if I'm going to the Lakers game by myself, you know, it's not as much fun. So I wanted a lifestyle where I, all the things that I love to do, I could meet like-minded people in doing that. And so I would go to hotel bars by myself um, pretty much every single day and start talking to the bartenders because um, it's easy to talk to people that have to talk back to you. And so I'd use the bartenders as like quite easy people to talk to. Yeah. And I actually got became friends with quite a lot of these bartenders. I went all the time. And so that's why I first Yeah, started. bartenders always become friends with the alcoholics. Yeah. Well, I just actually saw, <laughs> uh, watched a video recently. There was a statistic that men, if they had to share their darkest secret, the first person they would share it with is the bartender. Oh. And then the fifth on the really? list is the their wife? is their friend. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I believe that. So, yeah, bartenders. Yeah. People tell me things that they've never told any family member of theirs, so I completely believe that. Yeah, I mean, after a few glasses of whiskey, it's not really hard to get much information out of me. So, yeah, that I can totally believe. Um, But, yeah, I say the first thing that you want to do is you kind of have to make a decision about is it – you got to weigh up with how comfortable you are meeting new people because you have to go and do something. Like you can't if you are if you're lonely and you're at home, you haven't got any friends, you've got a nine to five. It's not going to change if you stay at home, and you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there. Luckily, in most metropolitan cities, there are so many people in your position, and there's so many people in your position that I think in the exact same thing. I wish there was more people to meet, and. Whether it's on meetups, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's um, just by looking at what's going on. Um, and the reason why I, was, I used bartenders quite a lot, because back then, when I first moved out here, there wasn't as much social media. So Zero. that wasn't, it was only MySpace, actually, I think it was. What? Um, yeah. What year did you move here? Uh, 08. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So it was only really MySpace. Yeah. I mean, there was Facebook. 
There was, but it was, wasn't but not a huge thing. Not, Facebook it was, like, was like you still had to have an edu address yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah. I actually just looked that up recently. Yeah. Like when was the first time I went on? I remember sitting at my husband's old apartment, and my friend Phil, oh no, my sister wrote to me and said, "Have you seen this Facebook thing?" And I tried to go on, and I'm like, "I can't get on. It won't take my email address." She goes, "Oh, you have to have an edu address." So she gave me hers. And I was like, "This is the coolest thing my ever." My school was like the fifth school added. That, really? That could be on Facebook. Which school yeah, was that? That's cool. It was the University of Buffalo. Oh, sweet. Which is not that special. They went oh, I'm Harvard, sorry. No, Buffalo? no, no. It was Ithaca. I, yes. I didn't go to Ithaca. They were the fifth out of That was my ex-boyfriend's school. Oh, yeah. I, right, right, right. I thought I was him. I think I was maybe number 20 school. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so a long time ago, so you had nothing. Yeah, it really, it took a while to get to the UK. Facebook, like, I, we'd heard about it, but yeah. just not, it was still MySpace was still the king of stuff to do. And so um, bartenders have their finger on the pulse. So that's kind of like, well, I was like, well, I'm going to meet these bartenders just by being here long enough. Eventually, the thinking was one of them will like me because, you know, they're forced to talk to me for a while. And so I made quite a few friends with bartenders and they knew everything that was going on in the city. So I just get ideas about what to do and stuff that I'd like. And just by doing that every day, I started to meet people. I started to meet more like-minded people. Um, I got into the movie industry quite I say movie industry um, when I first got here, and that was just a weird, weird, mm-hmm. weird scene. Um, that was, again, just by doing this over and over again. My first roommate is actually how I, this happened. I was, went to a uh, bar, and I got talking to this guy, and he's, he was a complete nutcase. Um, but I was telling him that I didn't have anywhere to stay, and I was just kind of like, you know, bumming it for my friend, hotels, etc. And he said, oh, we just finished shooting a movie um, and we rent and we rented out the apartment for the cost for to the end of the year, and the to the cost have left and gone back to their own homes. We have a spare room, you know. Come meet my uh, uh, friend, and you, we can talk about moving in there. Um, That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was as an offer, but it was one of the weirdest experiences ever. I'm um, sure. I'm actually still friends um, with the girl to this day. She's one of my close friends, but. It was just, I got a crash course into the movie scene because yeah. they were like, he was a director, she was a actress and producer. And it was very weird. Very, very I weird. Believe it. But it did get me, it did. But it got you around the people. It got me around people. That have a lifestyle yeah. of what you were looking for. It got me around people. And so, um, you know, make, the making the friends part is actually not as difficult as people think because even at school, we made friends, right? There was a point where you went to school and you didn't know anyone. So we know how to make friends. And, you know, if you... Well, some people don't. I mean, some people don't, but I, I think maybe that's maybe a mental thing that mm-hmm. they just want to try and, you know, try it and try and do it. But why I said bartenders or anyone like that is because they have to talk to you. And so... Yeah, you're yeah, paying them to talk to you, You're paying them basically. to talk to you, essentially. So you don't have the, uh, the kind of fear of, oh, will this person talk to me or not? Well, yeah, they're going to talk yeah, to you. That just makes you tip them very well. They <laughs> yeah. will- Talk to you for sure. forever, yeah. and especially in Los Angeles because they're entertainers. So they're like, "Who are you?" Well, what about maybe? someone who's? Because I, I know we have a lot of listeners who aren't metropolitan areas, yeah. and they're trying to create a specific lifestyle, and there's not as many people to access. And yeah. That, yeah. what do you recommend for that? So um, again, it, it really starts with like, what is it that you love to do? Because that's the most important thing. Because if you create a lifestyle around the thing that you love to do, then it's really easy to meet other like-minded, passionate people. So, for example, um, I guess most cities will have a gym, right? If you love the outdoors let's say you love hiking for example you know it's not um what i would recommend in that situation would be you know start going to classes 
Um, maybe there's an instructor as a class. Again, the instructor is has to talk to you because they are. Um, it's in their job to be a really, really outgoing. So that was what I always did. I always targeted people who had who had to be outgoing. The leaders. The leaders. Who need yeah. To be, yeah. And so when you target people that have to be outgoing. If you if you go to the same place over and over again, you you kind of work on the um, so the uh, psychological principles called the exposure effect. The more that people see you, the more they start to like you, um, and that's assuming. Same with songs. It's yeah. like the more you hear the song, you're yeah, like, I kind of like the song now. Right, they play yeah. the song the first time, you're like, yeah, whatever, and then yeah. after a few times, you're like, oh, this yeah. song's this pretty is, hip. I'm sorry, but this is also a Seinfeld reference um, where George Sands is like. Costanza, like they hate yeah. him at first, but then eventually they're like, oh, yeah. and yeah. they eventually like him. They do. Like <laughs> people will eventually, start, unless you unless you don't do something negative, right? People right. will eventually start to like you. So yeah. if you put your, so let's say you think, what is what do I love to do? All right, let's we we'll use the gym example. I love outdoors. I love to the gym. All right, where are you most likely to meet those type of people? Okay, at the gym. So go there and go at the same time every single week. You'll meet the same people over and over again. They'll start to see you. The first time might just be a nod, a wave, or a hi. After a while, the conversation grows, the conversation grows, the conversation grows, and then you reach the tipping point where they feel like they know you because they're part of their team. It's interesting because I I just joined our new gym recently, Mm. and at first I went there and I'm like, I don't know anybody here. This is weird. And then you start seeing the same people and you're like, oh, we're together. We do the same class. And you don't even talk to each other, but you sort of have that thing in common. And then when new people come in you act as if you're a team to introduce them into that team as well and what i would say to anyone doing that is also like maybe make the first step in in in, in engaging them because you don't have to start you don't have to have a full-blown conversation find out everything about them yeah don't come in hot because you're gonna be annoying and they're not gonna want to talk to you yeah Yeah. try hard as die hard as well yes you don't want to go in too hot you want to and that's why it's so good to go to the same place over and over again because the fear is if you only go to a place once, there is a kind of fear of trying to fit the whole friendship process into one meeting, which isn't natural. So by going over and over again, it's kind of like hacking their system a little bit because then you get into – it seems like you naturally became friends when in fact you kind of you know set the scenario, set the stage to make it as easy as possible. So then once that starts happening, then – Again, it's got to be the onus on you. You know, maybe you organize a hike. Maybe you say, hey, there's a really cool trail that I saw this weekend. I'd lo- I'm going to go do it anyway. Who wants to come along? I'd love then to you murder st- you on it. Yeah. That's what I hear. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no freaking way I'm going on a hike with you. Uh, maybe a hike's a bad idea. No, I no, think that's no, a good so idea as well. I know so many people yeah. at my gym who do that after yeah. the class is over. They'll stand up and say, hey, this is what I'm doing this week. And I've organized like a group for yeah. uh, single moms or for like just people in general, whatever yeah. it is. And then they say, if you want to come, like here's my phone yeah. number or sign up here. And then I think people sign up and go, whether it's one, two or yeah. 10 people. I wouldn't even say go as far people. as giving out a phone number because it just depends how far the relationship has got. You could even – because. Whenever you say that you're going to do something, um, you always want to do something that you do on your own anyway. Right. So that way, there's no pressure. So, hey, I'm going to be doing... Because it's a lot easier um, and a lot less pressure on a relationship for you to say, hey, I'm doing this anyway. It's really cool. I'll be I'm going to go soon. ice skating. And you're like, yeah, sure. Never ice skated <laughs> right? in my yeah. life. Yeah. Like, like just bring feelers out there to see who wants to do it with you. Like yeah. a dummy. You want yeah. to make sure it's something that you love doing. And that's why I say, start... You know, you can build any life that you want. So just really think, you know, what life do you want? There's what, 7 billion people in the world. There's enough people that will like what you like. So you don't want to settle or don't want to, you know, compromise too much in the beginning. Just think about what do I want my life to look like? And then who would enjoy that life as well? What type of environment is that person going to be in? And then 
implant yourself into that environment and spend all your time in that environment and you will start to meet people just by the the proximity effect of being around them doing something that you love and they're doing something that they love they're in a heightened state where they're more open to talk to you because they're doing something they're passionate about Mm -hmm. and that just leads itself to really like easy um uh friendships and uh, and I, when I'm saying it, it sounds so simple, but it really is. Just by doing that, you'll be surprised how easy it is. It, you know, you start to make friends with people, especially if you're doing a little bit to push the relationship along as well. And then once you start doing that, then you know you can't force a friendship, but the, the, but you're creating a friendship. You're creating a friendship, and yeah. you're going to start to meet people that have a like-minded, um, who are do the same things that you like. And so once that starts happening, then you're going to get a bit more confidence anyway. So you're going to have now a bit more confidence um, because you've got reference points as, okay, well, look, it wasn't that difficult. I did meet someone and they are really friendly to me. Oh, okay, so maybe I'm somebody that people like. And then now you start to get a little bit more confidence and then that allows you to go and do it over like in other places as well. But it always starts back to what do you want to do? What does your ideal life look like? Who would be the ideal person to be in that life? Where do they spend their time and go there Mm -hmm. and spend all your time, as much of your time possible there as as you can. I love that. That's perfect. I was doing um, a coaching call the other day. I'm creating this new program on just approaching Mm -hmm. that's coming out uh, shortly with one of my wing girls, Chelsea. And um, I was doing a coaching call with somebody and his difficulty and his challenge was, how do I approach women? So we walked through all the steps. And at the very end, he said to me, when it came to approaching, he wanted to create an approaching resume Mm -hmm. for himself, which meant that he would, it, it was a resume to help him see who he was as a person before he approached. I forget how yeah. he actually phrased it. Anyway, okay. I, cre- I ended up creating an approaching resume for him. So one of the things that you're talking about is um, one of the sections that I I listed to That'd put be on your if you resume. accidentally brought that resume to a real job interview. Right. Like, oh, wait, 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 no, wait, wait. <laughs> not this one. one. Yeah. This is the wrong. That would make a great talking impressive. point, though. That would. But oh I looked God. at real resumes to see what the sections were, and you have to think about it in the same way when you're dating and when you're going out there socially. Yeah. It's really, who am I and what do I have to offer? Yeah. Because for some people, they're like, I don't even know what I want to do. I don't know what my hobbies are. I don't, I don't know what kind of lifestyle yeah. I want. And this might be a good exercise for some people to do yeah. to figure out these things so they can figure out what they're um, what their lifestyle choice would be. So I have this one section that's the hobbies, social circle, and passions. Yeah. And this section is meant to talk about your world and the things women could participate in if they were with you. If you have to leave... Okay, that was my instructions. Yeah. But, but basically, it was saying, like, what are the things that you enjoy and like or what are the things that you want to yeah. enjoy and like and who yeah. do you see yourself as? Because sometimes, for me even, I've had a year after you know having a child where i've been fully immersed in baby world and i've sort of forgotten who i have been in the past um, as a woman and i've had to do similar exercises mm-hmm. to move forward out of this space so that i could see myself in a different way because it put me into a bit of a depression mm-hmm. and so i and i understand being in that position where you're like i'm stuck in this i can't do anything else and there's limitations everywhere mm-hmm. and you know i had a, a short period of time where i was thinking that way and i had lots of friends who were advising me saying that's the story you're telling yourself shift the story yeah. and so once i was able to shift that story i could see that other options were available to me 
and that I only needed to do one thing every single day that pointed me towards the space that I wanted to be. Yeah. So exactly like what you were saying, mm-hmm. pick one thing that you enjoy doing and then just start doing it. Yeah. And then you can get to that space to increase and enhance that lifestyle that you see for yourself. Yeah, it was interesting what you said there about um, the approaching and then uh, having a lifestyle because Again, if you have a good lifestyle, if you have a lifestyle that you love, if you have a social circle, you kind of remove all the headaches. So I hated approaching when I was dating. That was the, the, the bit that I was like really had a lot of anxiety about. So half the reason this whole lifestyle thing came about is because I didn't want to have to approach strangers. And so I created, I started working on my lifestyle so that all the girls that I met were introduced to me by someone else. And so they end, so I ended up never having to approach again. And that's um, perfect. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that essentially was what I would, you know, what I do. You know, at times when I'd be single, I'd have like, you know, because I had this lifestyle, I'd say to a female friend of mine, oh, you know, I just, I'm single again. And oh, I've got friends for you. I'll introduce you to your friends. I never had had to worry about the approaching. And if you have a lifestyle, a lot of the, you know, another, area where guys get a little bit tripped up is, you know, how do I take her phone number? I get her phone number and she doesn't answer the phone, et cetera, et cetera. You know, um, I, I text, she doesn't text me back. So if you have a lifestyle and you have a social circle and you have stuff that you're doing that's really, that you love doing, it's really easy and natural to when you're asking for a phone number, you're not really asking for a phone number. You're just kind of saying, hey, I'm doing this thing on the weekend. It's really cool. My friends are coming. Um, You can come with your friends as well. Removes all the pressure. That's how I met my husband. There we go. Mm -hmm. And that's that's proof in the pudding, Mm -hmm. you know? And it just works that way. It's just such an easy, low-pressure thing because it's... I I think that the uh, like when I look at like the dating thing, I think there's a lot of really high expectations from people's time because it's like you don't know this person, but you want this person to come and spend the weekend or like a Friday night if you right. will. So I'm yeah. like, I mean, if you value your time, if you really value your time, and you only get 52 weekends a year, are you going to really spend that someone you have right. met in a bar or you spoke or you to just for swiped 20 right minutes? on and chatted with for five that, minutes? That to me is absolutely insane because yeah. I have no idea what this person's like. Yeah, I'm willing to risk a weekend, which I don't get that. I only get 50 of them a year, 52 of them a year. I'm willing to risk a weekend of that person. So this kind of is like, all right, well, I'm doing something fun anyway. You can come with your friends. And then if you're cool, if we get along, then great, let's go spend some time. Because, you know, I'm, a lot of people listening to this, myself included, you probably as well, have been on a lot of time-wasting dates where you're like, why am I even here? Mm-hmm. This is just, this. we're never going to work. Welcome world. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I'm done. I'm yeah. done. I've wasted so much time. I mean, but what's funny is I'm so okay wasting time just scrolling through my phone right. or laying in bed. But that's but, your choice. But that's my choice. I'd like yeah. to waste my time But when somebody like impedes on your time yeah, right. or I, they waste your time for you, you're like, hey, you just screwed up I have a either. guy who's been asking me out and I'm like, and I really said, I'm just too, I don't have the time right now. And I, I'm just not interested enough in the dating thing right now mm. to yeah. do this. And he's hitting me up like once every three weeks to see it. And I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to he's give gonna you wear my you time. Down. I don't want to give you my time. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to wear me down. But that's the whole but thing. But I don't, I'm over, I've, I've given so much time to so many dudes that I don't know and don't care about yeah. that mm. I'm done. Like you, I think I had a year of it and then I'm like, okay, done. Well, good for you. I think that's amazing. Because yeah. before you would come in here every single week saying, I'm basically, I'm wasting my time. Yeah. No. And people are wasting my time for me. Yeah, that's the worst thing. That's the one thing you don't get back, right? Your time, it's the most valuable asset. And just wasting it with people that, you know, it sounds a bit cavalier, but at the end of the day, you, you really don't get your time back. And, you, you know, if you're really selective about who you spend your time with, the girls you meet are going to respect you a lot more anyway because yeah. they're going to see that you are somebody who's a bit discerning and you're, you know, you value who you spend your time with. And that's, you know, that's going to cause, um, 
you know, any girl you talk attractive. to, it's going to make you more attractive, but it's also going to cause the girls you meet to kind of raise their game a little bit as well because they're like, oh, this guy actually cares about his time. He gives a shit. Yeah. So that's going to change the dynamics of the entire relationship. And I think that's really important to always stack the deck in your favor and always position yourself in a way where, you know, you can meet people, um, you can meet girls, you can meet even with friends, you know, in such a way where there's never a chance for you to be upset that your time was wasted because you know i agree a lot, we get a lot of guys still to this day that email in that or text in and their biggest problem is oh i feel like i wasted my time i feel like i've spent so much time with this person whether it was uh, a girl they were texting whether it's a girlfriend whether it's someone they're in a relationship with and it's just the same thing every time i feel like i wasted my time you know? and when you kind of look through their situation it kind of all started at the very beginning about not really having um, the parameters set. And it's a very subconscious thing. If you don't value your time, well, not even if you don't value your time, if you, meet, if you are willing to give away your time to somebody that you barely even know, subconsciously that person's not going to really respect your time at I all. And so they're agree. way more likely to waste your time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so for a guy, you know, even if it's not explicitly said, when you meet a girl and she's getting your time just for being pretty or just for being the fact you meet, subconsciously, she's not really going to respect your time that well because she knows that she hasn't really done anything to earn it. And humans kind of have the same kind of psychology. We value what we work for. And if somebody doesn't have to work to get your time, it's just like, oh, wow, this is easy. I just... Yeah, I can walk all over I, you. I can walk, and that happens. And mm-hmm. that's, we see that happening with so many guys that email in. So... Again, if you have a lifestyle, have a social circle, you get rid of a lot of these headaches because then you never waste your time because yeah. you technically are only meeting people that are vetted. And, you know, this, this scenario you just gave, if that guy was in your life somehow by somebody connected, then he'd just spend time with you anyway. And, right. you know, then... And then he'd wear you down. Then then he'd wear you down. On both sides, you'd be a Everyone, no matter what, wears me down. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Claus could wear me down. I'd be like, stop with the gifts already. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, even if he was in your, um, somehow connected to your life or in your orbit, it'd be way more easy for him. He wouldn't have to, like, text you every three weeks. He'd see you every three weeks. To me, he's a random stranger on Instagram who messages me every three weeks. Yeah, that's insane. But if he was somebody actually substantial in your life who shared your values, the things that you like in your life, then maybe he would pique your interest a little bit more. There's no investment there. You have no investment in this guy whatsoever. And so, yeah. it's very easy for you to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, who's this yeah. guy? Well, we're going to take a little break um, and we're going to come back with Greg. But if anybody wants to find out more about Greg, you can go to, is is it the Kings? Yeah, thekingsgame.com slash money. We'll set okay. up something special for just your people. So great. Perfect. Okay, we'll be back in a second. So here's the deal with the gym for me. Whenever I go, I get totally screwed up because I'm like, I'm here, I'm doing it. And then I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a plan. I don't have a trainer. And I do the same exercise over and over and over and over and over. I get no results. And I get frustrated because it's a lot of wasted time. But there's this awesome app that I'm using now that I've learned about from our podcast called Beachbody On Demand. It's this online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to highly effective world-class workouts that meet your needs. So for example, I hold weight in my tummy. So what I do is I log on to my app, check out the workouts that are there for abs. Boom, I've got my own personal trainer. So for you guys, you need to start this because it's February. By the time June rolls around, May rolls around, you'll start looking good. So right now, our listeners get a free trial membership when you text WANTS, W-A-N-T-S, to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts and nutrition information are there too. It's awesome. So again, text WANTS to 303030 and get your bod looking good. 
so you can get the ladies. Hey, welcome back. We're doing uh, the intros and outros again, or the breaks, I guess. We haven't done these in a long, long time. I know, time. I just threw Christian off. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thrown off. Yeah. This has been like two well, years. Well, because now they're time. having uh, ads for us, which is great, which means we're a good show. Right, but the break, <laughs> the break. I think they want to take the break away because then it initiates someone to go, oh, okay, this is the fast forward part. You know, so when they just sneak them in. Yeah, but hopefully the people that listen to this show are not that technical and don't know. Please. They don't even know how to download it sometimes, let alone fast forward it. Hey, so I'm not concerned. Them. They will be listening to the sponsors. I think you're all very smart. Yes, you're all very intelligent. Well, we have some really good questions from our listeners. We haven't answered some of them in a long time. Um, so I just threw out a lot of the ones from the past. So if you didn't get your question answered, you're never going to. And I've been going to some more <laughs> recent ones that have been coming in because they just kept stockpiling up. But uh, here is a question from David. This may sound stupid, but how do I be romantic? I thought this was a good question. It, because, is, a, it is a good question. Yeah. How do, how do you be romantic? Kristen? Uh, I think the problem with the, uh, with the romantic stuff is that guys will do the cliche romantic things, which a lot of women will think are cheesy. But then a guy would think, well, then how can I actually be romantic without being cheesy? And I mean, from my own personal experience, I don't think it has to be anything like flowers, anything like that. I feel like it's super romantic when I, when like a guy feels like he's taking care of you. I find that so like not I guess it's like a sexual thing at the same time, but it's mm-hmm. just a something where I then like loosen my guard and I'm but like do you have ready to already to like open. him at that point? Sorry. So the, here's the thing. Yeah. So are romantic gestures wasted if the girl's not into you? I yes, think so. 100%. I agree, 100%. Yeah, 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 I agree as well. Because well, that's I'm why to what I was just thinking of and I already into the person. So, right. It, yeah. So, do you think that there's a specific time that you should be starting to do romantic gestures? I, I think romantic gestures should only come when you're really seeing someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think it would be weird if you just met a guy and he was just like being romantic. I'd be like, what? what this well, isn't it goes hand in hand with what you were saying on the first half of the show yeah. that if you're willing to give your time or your romance to yeah. somebody right off the bat. It doesn't really say very much about you. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, the way that I, I kind of look at romance was kind of similar to what you said in terms of thought, not just looking after, but thoughtful things. So um, thoughtful things that go past the idea of just, you know, making a gesture. Um, I would always, um, especially when I first met my wife, one of the things that we'd always, I'd always do was make sure that whenever she came over, there was little things in the house that made her comfortable, like stuff that I'd see. So, um, special drinks that she would like, I'd make sure we'd always have them in the house. And she'd be like, how do you know my father? Oh, I heard what you said. And you said it was your favorite drinks. I make sure it was always in the house. Um, My husband did that. Listening, really listening can make such a huge difference. Definitely. um, I mean, she's a big flower person. So what, what? I found with her is that it was way more effective when I picked the flower than whether I bought a flower. Oh, like if yeah. I just want to pick the, if I bought flowers, she liked them, but when I used to just be like, oh, I'm just pick a flower and bring it back. She was like, this is the best thing. Ever. Like just yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, I remember this one guy, what was his name? I totally forget, but I was seeing him for a short period in time when I was in college and he was up at my house in London, Ontario, staying at my house and he went on a walk to go see his friend and he came back and he brought me a leaf and I thought that was one of the most romantic things ever. Yeah. Like a leaf from the ground. <laughs> like yeah. a dirty leaf. But I, I was like, that's so sweet to do. Yeah, I think that's I, yeah, things that like that. thoughtfulness, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. too, if you attach price tag to trying to be romantic, it takes away well, some Well, for of some women, I think that's different. With, yeah, with some women, for sure. Like for Hypergamy example. women would not agree with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But. Th- those women rapists. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I, I say that, but also at the same time, like I was traveling with a guy that I'm, you know, was am into slash whatever, mm-hmm. and um, we were we were TBD later to be revealed to be to be declared later. <laughs> yes. um, but we were uh, going, we were traveling at the same time at the airport, and he has that clear thing, like the clear. It's a new thing where oh, he's rich. I know. I hear that too. Um, where it, it, you know, you go through security quicker. Mm-hmm. So you have pre-check, but then you have clear. And we were going through, and he did not want me to go through the line alone. Yeah. So he brought me over to get clear with him, or like because he already had it. Oh, and so something like, I thought you were going to say he like went into the regular peasant. Yeah, line. that's what I thought. You no, that would no. be romantic. And then he's like, we have to get <laughs> and you stupid. He's like, then yeah, next, yeah. like we have to get you pre-check next time. So okay. you know, but the fact that he didn't want me to go into the line alone. Yeah. was super sweet and romantic yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, come on, let's sign you up for yeah. and put, he, yeah. he put it on his card. That's These so are all so things that I find yeah. romantic as well. Yeah. Like what you were saying about the um, drinks at your home. I remember when I first met my husband, I had, um, what was the diet that I was doing back then? Whatever it was, I was basically yeah. like eating nothing, but I loved almonds. Mm-hmm. He would have bags of almonds <laughs> at his house. He had gerbil food for you. <laughs> yeah, he'd have yeah. gerbil food so for me sweet. at the house. But he, that, like, he just like killed a jerk. No, he would have like food. four bags of almonds, and he and every single yeah, time I would true. go over there, how do you have so many almonds? Do you like almonds? And I'd never see him eat an almond because like, you like almonds, and yeah. I was like, yes, I do. That's yeah. very sweet. Yeah. yeah. So things like that for women are romantic, even though it's not rose petals on a bed. Yeah. Yeah. So do you find rose subtle. petals on a bed romantic? Yeah. I find. I mean, my personal taste. I'm a little too dry for it. I'd be like. Oh. I find that it's like somebody else did that already. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah, creative. Yeah, it's not for you, me. You've that's seen first. It, someone else put them there, or if you're at the hotel or something. Yeah. You know, but if, if, I, if we were watching a movie and I was like, oh, I would love if someone would do that for me, or if I was like, oh my god, that's amazing, watching somebody have rose petals on the bed, and then you were to do that, then I would find it romantic because that means what? it's for me. Guess who's fucking cleaning those rose petals up? That's true. Me. <laughs> That's what I see when I see stuff Guess like who's that. killing like, your dog? Him for putting those rose petals yeah. on the bed. Well, right, because you can't dox candy. Was the guy right. asking for, yeah. uh, was he asking about someone he's already seeing or someone he's I don't know. Seeing? It was just one sentence. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I think you said it earlier that you definitely want to reserve, you, you want to match whatever gesture you are to kind of where you are in a relationship. Yes, that's Because yes, so you don't, the moment you start rewarding, um, the moment you start rewarding girl or guy for something they haven't done, it's a slippery slope. And so if you're like spending lavish gifts on, it has to kind of marry what their investment is in you at that point. Because yeah. otherwise it's just, you're just going to, you're going to give yourself a lot of problems if you start. If you start but, high. Huh? If you start off really well, high. Start, yeah, well, if you start off high, but also if the girl is, is a little discerning and goes, wait a second, this is like not like we're matching. We're not there yet. This is yeah. matching what I'm feeling. Yeah. Then she's going to get turned off. Yeah, I haven't kissed you yet. Yeah. <laughs> or, what, you know, or it could set her expectations to this level where she's constantly being spoiled, not respecting your time. Yeah. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's good. Okay. I'm going to go to the next question, but that was properly overanalyzed. This section is called overanalyzed. Overanalyzed? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're women. We overanalyze things. <laughs> okay, there's a long question, just letting you know. Um, oh, no, no, it's not. This one is not long. Um, okay. Hello, ladies. Love the podcast. I have a question that has confused me for a long time, and I'm sure I'm not the only guy wondering. I have a best, at best, average endowment. When I ask women, not necessarily the woman I'm dating, if size matters, most reply, it's how you use it. What the hell does that really mean? That answer tells me... It means she's trying to not hurt your feelings. No. Is that true? <laughs> Boy, hold on. That answer tells me us nothing. I mean, I know how to pee with it. I certainly know how to play with it. So what in the world does a woman mean when she says it's how you use it? And does the answer change from woman to woman or are there some universal answers to that? Thank you, Mike. Does size matter to you? Mm-hmm. Really? In what way? Uh, in a physical way, like <laughs> right. It's necessary. Okay. For me but personally. 
How how big does it have to be? <laughs> um, and have you, have you been you with seen, small have people? Have you seen a giraffe's neck? Yes. Okay. Got it. No. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next. Okay. But have you been with guys who are smaller mm-hmm. and it's not as enjoyable for you? I guess they're not using it right. Well, then, okay. So then it is about how they use it right. Maybe, but maybe not. Have you been with people who are smaller that you still have a good time? Um, it's still enjoyable. Um, well, you really have to think about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's a whore. I'm, I'm like, what does good time mean? Like, well, then you I still like, get off. You st- it still feels good. It's still enjoyable. Um, no. no. Really? Mm-hmm. But do you really, okay, so you, do you also really, do you enjoy the feeling of intercourse the best out of all sexual activity? Uh, no. No. Okay, so so, there so are. it doesn't totally, I mean, so it totally doesn't. So it doesn't ruin it for you. Yeah. Have you ever been with somebody and liked somebody that was a little bit smaller? Been with some? Yes. Like them? No. But not because of that. Okay. Yeah. Because- How about Craig? What about you? What do you think? Have you been with any men with really small? <laughs> um, I don't know. I have to think back to my college days about that one. Um, I mean, Bartenders. For, at the end of the day, it's, it's literally something you can't change. So if you're already thinking about it as yeah. an issue, you're going to make it an issue. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, you can't change it. So you can only do what, what you have. Um, if it's an issue for the girl you're with, she's going to let you know. Um, and if it's not, it's just one of those things that's usually more of a guy's issue than the girl's issue. There are some girls who, you know, like you just said, who do have preferences. Some girls don't care. Um, it, it is, depends on your size as well. Like there's some people, I've never been with somebody who's yeah. been really small. Yeah, like, I've never been with somebody who's very, very small. Okay, so I, that I, I can was, understand. I was. And I think you did tell me this story. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I asked him, I tried to be like smooth about it. I was like, have you ever had any complaints before? <laughs> That's not very sweet. No, you didn't. That's but not... the way, like, I was trying to frame it. Like, you said it with a British accent. You said <laughs> that to like, Greg. That's, that's so nice. Yeah, complaints. <laughs> Poor guy. And he said, no, he was, he was an arrogant asshole, though. So oh, okay. No. So, so he deserved it. He, deserved he was like, no. So either he was just totally unaware or maybe girls were fine with it. Maybe you have a huge vagina. <laughs> I don't. Look at the size of me. It's proportional to my Could body. a huge one. I don't know. Maybe. You're talking about giraffes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you've had before. So that's interesting. So do you, like, does it not feel like anything to you? It just feels like... Yeah, it just doesn't feel like anything. Okay. So that's, I've never been with somebody who's really small. That's probably why I can say it's how you use it. Mm. So it depends on what your size is. But what it means, because this was Mike's question how you use it. There are some guys who just jackhammer and they just put their penis inside and they're like, okay, that's it. That's going to feel amazing for Which that is woman. the worst. Right, exactly. But men who actually know how to explore and try different things and know where the G spot is and know where different spots are inside us and can tease and build up. And, and there's also things to the outside of it at yes. the same time while inside of it. Exactly. That is important. Yes, exactly. So that it doesn't really matter. So, it, so it's exactly how people have stated it to you. It's how you use that. It's um, if you're being creative you can make a wonderful evening for a woman. If you're not and you're just sticking it in and expecting magic to happen, then it's not really going to work out for you. And I do think the the smaller people person that I'm referring to wasn't work, you know, wasn't doing anything interesting or creative. It was like more the jackhammer. The jackhammer. So that's which why. is obviously gonna be like Yeah, because he was arrogant. He's like, this is gonna be magical <laughs> for this person here. Okay, do we have time for one more question? Yes. 
Okay, one, this is the long one. Um, okay, hello, Marnie and Kristen. Wondering if you two would be interested in overanalyzing this. Although I still haven't gone through your course yet, Marnie, on how to become a man women want that I bought last May. I have been listening to your podcast every week. You two are awesome. I love the way both of you don't hold back on anything. Go in depth and say exactly what you're thinking. Marnie, you have actually emailed me personally last summer, prompting me to approach several women each day. I did, but frankly, I got cold feet after the first five and so have sat on the sidelines up until recently. I'm a little older, 61, but everyone I meet always tells me I don't look it. Well, I'm flattered from hearing it all my life, but nonetheless, I am really gun shy even thinking about asking a woman for a date. I've never been married, no kids, and was devastated by my last girlfriend of 12 years and haven't been uh, on a date for four years. Okay, here it goes. I'm an avid spinner and take numerous classes every week at the gym, including other classes, such as body works, boot camp, yoga, Zumba. (laughs) Well, this one woman I've known several years just from taking some of the classes, see, like you just said, has recently been showing me a different kind of attention. I have always found her very attractive, and from our occasional brief conversations, I know she is divorced about two years, is in her mid-40s somewhere, uh, has two boys in their late teens and of, or early 20s, and has been seeing this one guy for about a year who is also divorced with two girls about the same age as her sons. Usually our conversations are very brief, like how was class or what's the next class instructor like, but every time her boyfriend walks up, um, walked up, she would not look away and not talk to me, letting me know for sure that it was not okay to talk to her when he was around. Well, about three weeks ago, just before a spin class was about to start, she wasn't sitting next to her boyfriend, which I thought was unusual, and loudly said hello to me right in front of him from all the way across the room. I said hi back and actually didn't think much of it until two weeks later in another class. This next class was really challenging boot camp class at the beginning of it. While warming up, jogging around the room, she jogged up next to me and told me she wasn't dating her boyfriend anymore. I'm thinking, so why did you tell me that? A little surprised, I said, great, you look happier already. Continuing on with the class, she stood next to me the entire class. I couldn't help thinking about what you teach. Look for the signs, recognize them, and react to them right away. These signs were far from subtle and couldn't have been any more clear, like getting smacked by a two by four, right? At the end of the class, I got up the balls and asked her, would you be interested? That other guy's dick. Right. Would you be interested in a date? (laughs) Wow. What a crushing reaction. Her body language said, you're kidding. I can't believe you just asked me out. She looked up to the ceiling, rolled her eyes back, then said, I'm kind of seeing someone. That's why we broke up. Whoa. I said, already? I then said, okay, just keep it on the back burner. She said, okay, you never know. To say the least, all I wanted to do was crawl under the closet rock. The very first girl I had asked out in a very long time just blew me off. The next two classes, the following week that she usually attended, she didn't show up, but the third class she did. Now, trying to make it as fun as possible, as I learned from one of your podcasts, I I jokingly said to her before the class started, where have you been? Slacking on your workouts? Did I scare you away last week? She said, oh, no, not at all. I just was really busy. Well, that's all there is. I've said hello to her twice since then, but that's it. Now my confidence is back in the dumpster and I don't even want to go to these classes anymore because she might go to them. From all your podcasts I've listened to, I know you will say, uh, get your man pants on, get back on the horse and get back in the game. I don't know when we say anything about horses or man pants. Uh, Yes, yes, I know. Easy to say. Thanks in advance for your brutal analysis. Okay. So what do you think here? Um, I'm glad that uh, she blew him off because that was never going to work because just from the description of what I was seeing, um, I mean, unless he was going to have some fun, there was no way that, like, you always want to wait about six months or so someone, because it just sounded like she was mad at the guy that she was with. And, you know, she's mad. She might just want attention. There's so many yeah. variables that have, that 
look like there's a lot of red flags in terms of somebody you'd want to talk to if you're a guy um, in that situation. There's a lot of red flags coming up. And just the way that her behavior was, again, I don't know this person, so I don't I want to like, you know, dog on them too much. But there's a lot of red flags in that. And so... 100%. What were the red flags? The red flags was um, the way that she wouldn't talk to him when her boyfriend was there. That's so strange. Like, like who does that? Like, mm-hmm. are you... It, you're in a class, but you won't talk to someone just because your boyfriend's starting it. That always seems very weird to me. Um, then the minute he was gone, she's like, oh, hey, it's, that's a red flag as well. Each on their own isn't bad, but you start adding up these red flags. Mm-hmm. And then it just sounded like, oh, she's mad at her boyfriend. She's going to start trying to get attention. Um, because he can see inside the class that we're yeah. talking to each other. Yeah, that's that's what it sounded yeah. like. Um, I for, for your reader... It has absolutely nothing to do with you. Like her reaction, all that, that's all her own shit. She has got, it's got absolutely nothing to do with you. Um, it's easier said than done. I would, don't take it personally. Just from the limited over-analysis of what we just saw, I think she's a bit, you know, she's not um, deserving of the type of person that you're acting like. So I wouldn't take it too seriously. She seems like she may not be you know, fully emotionally balanced because that's just not the behavior of someone that yeah. is completely emotionally secure and balanced. Yeah, she's she's also acting on emotion well, because also, she came up to you and said like, okay, I'm not, I'm not dating him anymore and then yeah. like jogged away afterwards. That seems a little bit that's intense so weird. too. Yeah that, yeah, that was my red flag. Yeah. I would have asked her what she'd done. Like, why? What did you do to him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Where is the, he? That's kind <laughs> of, that would be a funny thing to do uh, to then eventually lead into asking her out. Mm. But I think... She, he asked her out right that day, yeah. right? Was it the same day? That Yes. Was it the same day? Okay. okay. I think that was the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's almost like seeing someone just put down, you know, like a fresh piece of meat and you're like, I'm grabbing it. But like, yeah. you should let it just sit there yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah. So I think that was a mistake on his part that maybe if she was more like of a person you would want to approach, that if she said, I broke up with my boyfriend... Don't just jump on it like you were so desperate waiting for that moment to happen either. Mm-hmm. Give it three weeks or something like but that. But you can understand how he would think, okay, this is her saying, I want you to ask me out. Why? Because I would think the same yeah, thing. Why that, are you coming yeah. up to me so and if, saying, now I'm single? If you think that is what she's doing, yeah. then you start a conversation. You start yeah. getting to know her in that class. You start to put like plant the seed yeah, and then a few weeks later, if it seems like you guys have a lot in common or something, and it's right, then you ask her out. But would you I, guys I agree. do that though? Like, if you just broke up with someone, would you? And there was someone that you potentially like, would you just be like, "Hey, I just broke up with someone"? Like, that's kind of. I mean, it's bizarre. That's no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Not I somebody. So I, the thing is, is that I'm what I'm getting is that he's misunderstanding their in-class relationship. Mm. Like, I've had people like that as well that I kind of divulge in, sort of like the bartender yeah, scenario yeah, where you're like, yeah. I kind of only see you once a week and right. I don't, you're not a part of my life so I can tell you things. Right. Yeah. So she may have been telling him little things here and there. Or maybe like why he, maybe... Like why he's wrote, not there yeah, anymore. Maybe he looked like, where's this other guy? And mm. then she's like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend. You know, maybe it's like, a, just just yeah. that's why he's Yeah, like, like I know that you've noticed this is what happens. Yeah. We've been taking this class That's something I would do, but I also have kind of like funny, like quirky, weird behavior. Yeah. yeah. But, like if I was in class and every single week I was there with my boyfriend, the one time I didn't show up, I'd be like thinking to myself, oh, everyone here is wondering, is wondering why, why I'm not with him. And so I would feel the need to be like, oh, he broke up. You know, that's why. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't be me saying, oh, he broke up. Yeah. Like, we I'm ready. I'm ready Love now. Now about. you can ask me out. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think that that's what it was. But I understand how he could think that because he's been interpreting all of their interactions before as if she is flirting with him yeah. and liking him. So then when she did say that, he's like, oh, bingo. Well, good for Now's him for the opportunity. Shot I, me too. Like, I think that's awesome. The only thing that I didn't like was that he took that as a rejection. Mm. and is going to crawl under the dumpster. Number one, she's seeing somebody else. That's not a rejection. That's just she is 
seeing somebody else and not going, you know, head over heels to go out with you. That has, has absolutely nothing to do with you. And I love the fact that, that this guy took a chance and asked her out. So yeah. I'm very proud of him. Shoot um, your shot, mate. Always shoot your shot. Yeah, exactly. Take your own advice that you thought we were going to say. Pull up your man pants and keep going. Like, yeah. just keep doing that. Once a week, asking somebody else that you've been inter- out that you've been interacting with, and make it happen. So here's the deal with the gym for me. Whenever I go, I get totally screwed up because I'm like, I'm here, I'm doing it, and then I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a plan. I don't have a trainer, and I do the same exercise over and over and over and over and over. I get no results, and I get frustrated because it's a lot of wasted time. But there's this awesome app that I'm using now that I've learned about from our podcast called Beach Body On Demand. It's this online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to highly effective world-class workouts that meet your needs. So for example, I hold weight in my tummy. So what I do is I log on to my app, check out the workouts that are there for abs. Boom, I've got my own personal trainer. So for you guys, you need to start this because it's February. By the time June rolls around, May rolls around, you'll start looking good. So right now, our listeners get a free trial membership when you text WANTS W-A-N-T-S, to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts and nutrition information are there too. It's awesome. So again, text WANTS to 303030 and get your bod looking good so you can get the ladies. Well, that is all the time that we have for overanalyze this questions. But if anybody else has questions to throw in, I swear we are going to answer these things. Write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Calm. And Greg, thank you so much for being thank on this you for show. Having you, me. It's been so much fun. Yeah, you, you ladies. You, hopefully, great. it was as good as our first one. It really was. It does. I, this is fun. I love every time you just ask questions and you put them to me in such a way that kind of like brings out my. Uh, my personality. Yeah, I love it. Well, you yeah. give really good answers. Yeah, really good advice. Really, oh, really good oh. advice. So it's wonderful. So stick with this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Where do people find out more information? Um, yeah, they can go to the Kings Game, thekingsgame.com slash Marnie. We'll set up something specifically for all your listeners so that they can uh, get some goodies when they get there. Perfect. I love it. And Kristen, do you have anything going on right well, now? Well, you can always check out my other podcast, Mentally Chill. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, if you want to hit me up on instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney, I have been helping guys with the banter stuff. That's good. And I think it's been going well. And also, I How was that thing you that you did with, for oh, me? My mic sounds so weird. I don't know. Um, so actually, so I had been doing a coaching call with somebody. and they, Oh, yeah. That went great. Yeah. And they were talking about their online profile. And I said, you know what? Kristen's actually way better than this. I want her to analyze her profile. Did you guys get on the phone with each other? Yes. Well, we Skyped. Okay. So if if you do want to do that with Kristen, you can sign up through my site, um, sign up for the, you can do the mock date if you want, or sign up for the profile analysis. And I'll put you in touch with Kristen because she's really good. I saw the report that she gave back. You definitely improved that person's profile. Oh, definitely. For sure. Okay. Awesome. So if you guys want to sign up for that, go to winggirlmethod.com and sign up for either my mock date or the profile analysis and say you want Kristen, not me, to (laughs) analyze your stuff. And I will pass it on to her and you guys can talk on the phone and then she'll give you a full report and breakdown about what is wrong with your profile. But also great um, exercises for bantering that I've been doing with people on Instant go so instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney it's so important and honestly I can't believe how bad you guys are because I'm like okay so I send them I'm like what would you say to the here's this girl's profile here's what her bio says how would you open it's that. so bad I love I can't that. believe guys are this bad so when are you, when are you finishing writing this program for me very soon 
Are you getting material out of what you're seeing? See, I know. It's interesting to see what people actually put out there. Anyway, that is coming up shortly, so you will hear more about the program that Kristen and I are doing together. Anyway, you guys are amazing. You're awesome. Thank you for supporting us through all of these changes and ups and downs that we're having. Um, We love you. You're amazing. And uh, without you, we we wouldn't continue doing this show. Again, if you want to write in questions for Overanalyze This, send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. New episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>